Even when the light is fading, even when my heart is breaking, even when all the walls are caving in, I'll say amen. Say amen. 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 I mean, do you know what amen means? Amen's this little word that we say to a big God, and it means, so be it. Amen is a declaration, because you understand that God is with you in whatever it is you're going through, and because you know God's faithful, and you know God's good, you accept life as it comes to you. Even when you lose your job, even when a relationship falls apart, even when you face a health crisis in life or challenge, you know, even when a dream gets shattered, even when God is silent and you're waiting and waiting and waiting, you know, even when the world is in chaos, even when you're grieving, even when things don't go the way you want it, even when you look at the future and it's questionable, can you say amen? You know, the Apostle Paul, he would write these words. He says, I consider that what we suffer at this present time cannot be compared at all with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. Kind of let that sink in. And I wondered, do you believe that? There's power in suffering. Some of you are going, really? See, suffering is not something that you avoid at all costs. You know, suffering is not something that you simply endure. And so my, my hope and prayer for this series is that in the midst of the pain and the suffering that you will experience God like you've never experienced him before, that your heart will be filled with the hope and peace that only God can give, that, that your life will be strengthened with the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. You know, this series, Amen, it's a, a kind of a compliment, I would say, to the all-church study we're doing, I still believe. And I'd encourage you, if you haven't signed up, to sign up. We've got the Tuesday morning sessions. We've got uh, Tuesday night sessions. Uh, They include dinner. And it starts this week. And it's uh, based on Jeremy Camp's uh, testimony of faith. And um, those that saw the movie uh, a couple weeks ago, or if you haven't, you might want to watch it. It's a good, good movie. And incidentally, all the music we're doing that is special music in this is all Jeremy Camp. Uh, music and uh, so you know we want to talk today about hope you know when life takes that unexpected turn who do you trust When, when that future is daunting in your life where do you find hope you know this life if you haven't figured it out is full of challenges pain, suffering. You know, the fact is the Apostle Peter, 
who was originally known as Simon. He was a disciple. He followed Jesus. And although he wanted to be strong in his life, he wanted to be faithful, we know he made a lot of mistakes, that his faith uh, uh, oftentimes would waver. You know, when Jesus was facing trial, being crucified, well, Simon, he wanted to stay faithful, but he, he denied even knowing Jesus. In fact, not just once, three times he did it. It's after the resurrection. This is after Simon's denied him those three times that Jesus renames him. And he names him Peter. means the rock. And Peter would become that pillar in the early church. You know, they, this is late in Peter's ministry. Uh, it's about 60 A.D. Nero is emperor in Rome at that time. And Nero is imprisoning Christ's followers. He's torturing them. They're, they're being beaten, executed, crucified. They're being burned alive, beheaded. In other words, this is not a good time to be a Christian. And Peter writes a letter to encourage them, and I believe to encourage us today. It's a call to keep your eyes up, to rise up, to stand firm in the faith. And he writes, he says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. In fact, this inheritance, he would tell us, is so sure that this inheritance is kept in heaven for you. You know, Peter goes on and he says, and though your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is already being revealed on the last day for all of us to see. I love this because it's so full of hope. And he says, in all this, you will greatly rejoice, though now, for just a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. So when life is challenging, when you face that, those trials in life, that suffering, the question really is how are you going to respond? I mean, how do you rise to those challenges? How do you stand firm when, when you're facing those trials? How do, how do you deal with suffering? And how do you say Amen in the midst of it. You know, Peter, Peter says, in all this, you greatly rejoice. That's based on an eternal perspective, I believe. And in other words, no matter what you're facing today, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you rejoice. You rejoice. And I know as I say that, some of you are going, really? Are, are you kidding me? You, you don't have a clue. You don't have a clue what we're going through. You don't know how hard things are right now. Rejoice? I, I don't think so. I don't feel like rejoicing. And do you know that that whole word of rejoice, it's not a feeling. Rejoice is a verb. 
You know, it's, a, it's an action in life. It's something that you do. Rejoicing is a decision that you make, and it's not based on how you feel. It's a decision that I'm going to praise God. I'm going to give thanks to God, no matter what the circumstances are, because I know who God is. You know, we're going to rejoice. Why? Well, because we have salvation in Jesus Christ. That's our living hope, by the way. Because you have freedom in him. Because you have an inheritance that, that's waiting for you. Because you're forgiven. Because you can experience God's grace in the midst of the turmoil. You know, because God's good. God's with you. God's powerful. God loves you. And so in the suffering, in the pain, in the uncertainty, I believe we can say amen. Even when the ground's shaking. Even when the storm's raging. Even in the silence as you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Rejoice. You may not know what tomorrow holds, but you know who holds tomorrow, don't you? You may not know how a situation's going to turn out in your life, but you know that God's with you, that God will use it, that he'll bring something good out of it that God can be trusted. You know, when life's challenging, I believe if we're going to rise, if we're going to stand firm, that one of the first things we have to do is rejoice. Worship God in our lives. Because in that, you inform your pain. You inform your uncertainty. You inform your suffering that you're going through. You inform your feelings about your faith and what you know is true. See, I know. I know God's love. I know God's love will sustain me no matter what's happening. Nothing, nothing can separate me from the love of God. And friends, when you realize that, you can rejoice. You can have a living hope. His name's Jesus. I mean, you can say amen because of Jesus and the power that's present there. And I don't want to be misunderstood because you're not rejoicing about the problem. You're not rejoicing about, oh boy, I get to go through a trial. You're not rejoicing because you're in pain and hurting, but you're rejoicing in who God is. You're rejoicing that he's with you in the storm. You're rejoicing because you know that in the midst of the pain and the hurt, that the Lord will sustain you and give you strength. Peter is saying, rejoice because you have this living hope in your life. You rejoice because your trials aren't going to be wasted. Your pain and your suffering, it has a purpose in life. I mean, it's something echoed throughout Scripture over and over again. And Peter, he zeroes in on on this reality. He writes these words. He says, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, genuineness of your faith may result in praise, 
glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Our, our faith is ultimately will result in us praising God in our life. God is perfecting our faith. You know, in every situation that, that you're going through, he's going to refine you. He's perfecting you. And if you understand that, I believe you can lean in to whatever it is that you're facing. See, you can still rejoice because you understand it has a purpose. And there's a purpose in the trial. There's purpose in the pain. There's purpose in the suffering. Now, we may not, we may not look at it and go, oh, I get, I get it, I love it. But there's purpose in it. You know, James, James, he says it this way. He says, you know, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kind, and I'm thinking, why would you consider it joy? Come on. Well, because you know it's producing something. It's strengthening you because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. You know, perseverance, not fun, all right? But it strengthens you. It gets you through. It says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. See, it's, it's through the trial that God's maturing you, completing you, perfecting you. Why? So you won't be lacking anything in your life. You know, you've, you've faced that trial, that problem, that battle, and what happens? There's a fight up here, isn't there? I don't want to go through this. This isn't fair. This isn't right. And so we have this battle, you know, with anger and pity and frustration and loneliness sometimes. And as you battle through that, you keep seeking God. You keep giving everything to God and saying, okay, Lord, I, I can't deal with all this myself. I need your help. And you keep giving thanks to God, rejoicing for who God is. And so in the midst of that struggle and the, that whatever's going on, you rejoice. In the midst of, of the confusion, you give thanks. In the midst of uncertainty, rejoice. Again, I say what? Rejoice. See, you can be mad and sad and frustrated and thankful all at the same time. You now, all the while, God is maturing you. And friends, there are things that God wants to teach you through that pain. God will give you a new perspective on people, on things. And in fact, God will begin to develop in you an empathy and a grace. He'll work on your patience. And in fact, you'll find that you're able to look at other people and identify with what they're going through in their life because they've gone through something similar to what you're going through. You'll give thanks It will give you strength to persevere. 
Giving thanks, it will allow you to mature in your faith. It will perfect your faith so that when you get to the end, you're not lacking anything. And so I wonder how it is that we rise up and we stand firm in the trials. I mean, how do do we do that? Well, we're rejoicing because we have a living hope. We rejoice because our trials, these problems, they're not going to be wasted. There'll be something good that comes out of it. And if we're going to keep rejoicing in our life, I believe we've got to keep our eyes on heaven. Eternal perspective in life. Now, I want to look at First uh, Peter 1.7 again. He says, these have come. He's talking about these trials, these problems. So that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, honor, when Jesus Christ is revealed. What does our faith, or when does it, result in glory and praise and honor? I mean, when does it happen? says when Jesus is revealed. It's interesting, if you study the whole book of 1 Peter, 16 times in this short letter, he expresses the importance of having an eternal perspective in life. I'm like, that's a lot of times. I, I think he wants to make sure we all get it, that the readers don't miss it. This world is not our home. We are just passing through. Life is a vapor. It's a mist. And then it vanishes. But the word of God, who we are in Jesus Christ, will endure forever. In fact, I believe if you're going to live life well, you must have an eternal perspective in your life. I mean, it's the, the, the faith that we have allows us to deal with this crazy world. It is crazy sometimes. And get this. Your perspective will determine the kind of joy you have in your life. You know, Job, he, he understood this. Job, uh, he has this eternal perspective that, uh, honestly, it's just astonishing when you read the book. You know, Job, he, he was the most righteous person on the planet, we're told. And he, he is overwhelmed with pain and suffering in his life. It is gut-wrenching when you read it. And I will admit, the first few times I read through the book, and I've read through this book a lot of times, but the first few times... I thought the focus of the book was Job's suffering, how he endured it. Suffering isn't what the book of Job's about. Suffering is just the plot. See, the focus of the book is his faith. It was tested It was tested, and we were able to see the integrity of his faith. 
You know, you find uh, at a point in the book, Satan's arguing with God, and he says, well, the only reason Job loves you is because you've blessed him and you keep protecting him. And it becomes this test. I mean, all hell breaks loose. He loses almost everything. His children, his home, his wealth, his health, his friends, well, they're not very helpful. And his wife, her, her advice to him was curse God and die. Yeah, that was really helpful. But what's Job do when, when he finds out all this terrible news? And it comes one after another after another. It says, then Job arose and tore his robes and shaved his head and fell on the ground and what? See, we're starting to see his eternal perspective here. And he said, naked, I came from my mother's womb and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, the Lord's taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job passes the test. And for me, it's proof that humanity has the capacity to love God and serve God and praise God, not just because we're blessed in life, not just when things are going really good in my life, but in the midst of the trials and the suffering and the pain, friends, we can, in fact, I would argue we must say, I love you, God. I'll serve you, God. I'll worship you. You know, blessed be your name. You are good. I know that you're with me. I know you have a plan in the midst of this. See, it's an eternal perspective that that would later lead the Apostle Paul to say, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Eternal perspective. Paul later writes, he says, and if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. I'm not putting my hope on this life. I'm not putting my hope in this world. And in fact, I'm going to bank it all in eternity. We have hope because of Jesus Christ. Our hope is in the life to come. And it affects how we live. You know, it's an eternal perspective. And by faith, in the midst of the problems, we can rejoice. You know, so many times you get in a storm in life or things are spinning out and people say strange things sometimes, but they'll say, it'll pass, it'll get better. And many times it does get better, but sometimes it's one storm cell after another, after another, after another. The fact is there are a lot of highs and lows in life, isn't there? longer you live, the more you realize it. Life's full of pain, trials, suffering, times of frustration, confusion, one thing after another until we will see the Lord face to face at some point. And the point I want to make here is to navigate this life 
You have to have faith in God. It's the living hope. It's what keeps me going when I want to be down, when I'm hurting. It's why Jesus, he warns, he says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have troubles, but take heart, I've overcome the world. When Jesus Christ comes back again, he's going to make all things new. But until then, there's pain. There's suffering. Chaos. Frustration. This world is broken. And your faith matters. You know, whatever comes your way, your faith matters. It is a test in your life. And when you pursue in faith, you find hope. You find strength when you pursue God. You can persevere. Whatever it is you're going through, God will see you through it to the very, very end. And when you know that, friends, when you believe that, it makes it possible for you to rejoice in all circumstances. It changes you. You know, some of you are afraid today, anxious about stuff. Some of you are grieving. Some of you are frustrated, mad, angry. Some of you may be in a battle for your life. Some of you, a relationship is falling apart. Some of you are struggling to just keep going and put one foot in front of another. You've had the wind taken out of your sails. For some of you, it is a challenge to keep things afloat in your life. Some of you feel like you're just surviving life. And I get it. This life's hard sometimes. But we have faith. And we have a God that will give us strength so that we can persevere. You know, so how can you respond to those storms in life? Even those things you've been praying and praying and praying for so long. How do do you rise up? How do you stand firm in the faith? You know, you rise up and you stand firm in what you know is absolutely true. You know, as followers of Jesus Christ, you can face the pain if you know it has a purpose in your life. Your circumstances are only part of a much bigger story. And I'll tell you, it's a better story, and it's an eternal story. You know, a a tested faith is persevering in life. A tested faith is a strengthened faith. A tested faith is a mature faith. A tested faith is an overcoming faith. It is a purified faith. You know, a tested faith is a love-giving faith that reaches out to other people and loves them and encourages them. A tested faith is a God-glorifying faith because of who God is and because of the faith that you have in him. Why? Because you know he's good. 
You can rejoice no matter what the circumstance is. But you've got to keep that eternal perspective. In Christ, you're made to overcome whatever it is. You know, Peter, he writes followers of Christ. Back then, they're being persecuted, and they're suffering, and they're hurting. And he tells us why at the very end of the letter. He gets real specific. He says, my purpose, finally gets around to it. My purpose in writing to you is to encourage you and assure you that what you're experiencing is truly part of God's grace for you. I don't like what I'm in. I don't like what I'm going through. It's painful. God's grace for you. Stand firm in this grace. You know, rise up and stand firm in his grace. I mean, can I get an amen to that? Friends, I I challenge you to remember what's true in life. See, the world, the world will lie to you. The world wants to take hope from you. Spend enough time on the internet or watching the news, you lose hope. But you spend time in God's word, and what is true, and you find living hope that allows you to persevere and overcome whatever it is. So in the midst of the pain, the struggles, God, give me strength. Amen. Let it be. Whatever it is, work in me, Lord. Change me. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose. And we do overcome in the end. We do if we keep that perspective. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, we praise you. And God, I know there are some today that... uh, Storms are raging. Things are falling apart. There's some in a lot of pain. Frustrated, angry, upset. God, I pray your Holy Spirit would just call them to what's true. That you are good, God a loving God, a powerful God, that you'll give them the strength to get through whatever it is they're going through. God, help us to keep an internal perspective. This world wants to sell us on the short stuff. God, help us to keep our perspective on you. God, we give you praise and thanksgiving in the midst of the struggle. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Remind you to sign up uh, as you're leaving. There'll be prayer teams down front. You need prayer this morning. Let them pray pray with you. And uh,
Uh, let's just uh, stand and uh, sing amen. <laughs>